Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. No fear, no political correctness, no wokeism. You're listening to Underground USA. It's Election Day USA, so make sure you get to the polls if you haven't already voted. There can be no type of wave, no red wave, or any other kind of wave if you aren't the wave. So, make time, get to the polls, and vote. Here's yesterday's segment on Talk Back with Chuck Wilder, where I discuss some of the things that are happening in Arizona and Georgia regarding this election that should be disturbing we probably should have seen coming. Mr. Sabato, how are you? Senor Wilder. Senor, yes. You know, I was just uh, talking to a guest, and if things get so bad where we got to eat cockroaches, I said we'll just uh, sneak across the border, start eating Mexican food, right? But hey, you know, I'm, I, I will not disparage uh, other cultures' foods, but the fact is there are there, there's some protein added there from alternative sources so oh no well where am i gonna yeah. go I, i've been to mars twice but that was... <laughs> hey, back, yeah. back in the back in the 60s we all took strange trips my friend yeah i'll tell you i'll tell you so so let's see tomorrow something's gonna go on tomorrow yes and uh biden i i don't know i haven't uh really had a chance to check out a bunch of stuff that i probably should have today but uh, is uh, is Biden out rolling around telling people how to vote uh, right now? Any... He he's out stoking fear and discontent everywhere that he's going. If he's talking oh, he's, to a uh, green, riding he's riding his bicycle again. I don't. He he may be being <laughs> pulled in that third wheel sidecar. I'm not sure. Fear, you said. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no. He's uh, if he's talking to a green group, he's saying there'll be no more drilling. If he's talking to a group that happens to be from fossil fuel country, he's saying it's all of the above. But everywhere he's going, he's saying that if Democrats lose, it's a direct threat to democracy. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's it's the same old thing. They didn't do anything for two years but push an extremist platform. And there's no arguing that it wasn't extremist. It was so far to the left, we've never seen anything like it before here. And now the threat to democracy is the fact we want to get back to the Constitution. Yeah. You know, first off, he's he keeps saying democracy is all Democrats do. It, we live in a republic. Well, you know, there's you know. a few th- few things that he he's made statements about. Uh, he said gas prices weren't over $5 when he took yeah. office. Uh, Social Security hike isn't a Biden achievement. The Trump tax didn't only go up to the top 1%. Uh, Biden didn't cut the debt in half. And Biden didn't get Congress to pass a law to forgive the students' debt. Uh, <laughs> he uh, he does have a habit. It could be brain freeze, though, you know, from, from ice cream. I've had it once or twice. You know, to be 
to be fair to the man, even though he's not being fair to everybody here in the country with, with the policies that he's instituted, we saw this happen maybe a month before the 2020 election where something in him snapped. And I am sure it was either a hard pivot to dementia or he had a stroke. But he's not all there. And the fact that the Democrats insist on lying to the American people and saying that he is at the pinnacle of his health is a testimony to how they will abuse an individual to achieve their goals. In any other situation where someone of Biden's age and mental capacity was being abused by someone, they would call it elder abuse, and it would be actionable in our judicial system. But they can't they can't have that he can't be infirm he must be at the top of his game so they lie to the american people about it and it really is despicable you know and then there was one lady reporter on the you know the mainstream media talking to uh doing a follow-up with fetterman talking to him about oh you were so great last night you were and the same words you used top of your game you were on the top of your game you know uh yeah (laughs) well if if that's the top you know, we don't even want to vote for the bottom, do we? No. And and the fact is, Fetterman may have different policies than I care for, and mm-hmm. he does. Um, he is an extremist. That said, he has the right to run for office if he is at the top of his game. When you go to Washington to represent someone, or even the state houses, you have to have all your faculties. You You, you can't say, well, you know, he's got a problem orating but he needs all of this these accoutrements to be able to read stuff no because that's somebody programming a script for him to say if he can read it if you can't communicate the will of of your constituents then you're really not qualified to hold office you know if he's got health issues maybe he should prioritize things better than he is and focus on his health instead of trying to cling to the reins of power that just tells you a lot about the man if he's willing to sacrifice his health just because he wants to cling to power how is he going to represent you is it going to be ingenuously or disingenuously you know some of the youngsters uh frank uh used the thing about you're my best bf you're my bf bf my best friend it was supposed to be and now it's sort of like biden and fetterman uh, maybe it's that syndrome, <laughs> the BF, right? Because they're they're both kind of in the same boat. They're exactly in the same boat. They're both yeah. they're both but cognitively they get, impaired. But I'm telling you, if if it was a Republican or two Republicans in this position, my goodness, you know, it'd be the end of the world. And Chuck, the, Chuck, they yeah. tried to talk. They tried to say that Trump, in, in the last in the last two years of his presidency should be removed for the 24th Amendment because something's yeah. wrong with him. Yeah, something's right. wrong with him. Even though he could, he was sharp, he could talk to crowds, he understood the policy, he was making decisions that helped America thrive, he was active. And if active. you want to get off the serious stuff, he knew how to exit a stage, and he knew how to shake hands. Well, it's true. <laughs> yeah. It's true. And, and when you're a politician, that's your lifeblood. Yeah. You know, you have to press flesh and you have to engage with the people. You can't just say, well, he, he's having a bad day today. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's not going to be able to go and do the governing that you elected. If someone can't do the job, you don't just give it to him because he or she is a nice person. 
you have to put you have to select the best person, the most capable person, the most potent person for the job. And when someone's got or when someone's in cognitive decline or they're they're compromised, they're not at the top of their game. They they can't give you the best product in what a what an elected official should be. So he might be the nicest guy in the world, but you can't put him in a position where communication is the art in which they must paint. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, uh, I'm sure you heard about uh, Elon Musk, uh, billionaire mm-hmm. Twitter. He's heard uh, a couple, couple times. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, apparently, I guess, uh, either earlier today or yesterday, you probably know the exact time, he endorsed Republicans for the midterm cycle uh, today. There it is. Telling voters to cast ballots for a Republican Congress. Now, is he going to lose some uh, Twitter accounts on that, or what? What do you think? He may, but I don't think he cares. Yeah, I think he's. I, I think he's got the platform that he wants for his vision going into the future, uh, which is to use a social media company to try and 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 create. And this is the way I'm seeing it anyway. Yeah. Create a vehicle that is part Amazon, part Facebook. He, he's seeing he's seeing a vision there where he needed that platform instead of starting from scratch. Um, quite honestly, if you're leaving Twitter because Elon Musk came in and said free speech matters, mm-hmm. then good riddance. Yeah. Then good riddance. You're that 15% in this country that is so radically left, you'd probably enjoy being governed by the Castro brothers. And for him to say, you know, vote Republican. I mean, think how many people right now are saying vote Democrat. I mean, you just because well, somebody expresses, you know, their choice, maybe some of them are even saying uh, don't vote. He was he has <laughs> been he has been saber rattling the fact that you can't vote for progressives anymore because they're destroying free speech and therefore the number one uh right that we have in the United States, free speech. So I'm glad to see that, and I love saying this too, I'm glad to see that an African-American is, is advocating for constitutionalism and, and the party that wants to be more engaged with the Constitution than with, uh, with Marxism. Is that Herschel? Oh, no. This is, this is, Elon Musk is from South Africa. Oh, okay. Isn't that funny? I'm automatically yeah. saying you must be talking about Herschel Walker. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Elon Musk is actually a real, honest, true, a yeah. real, honest to God African American. <laughs> Boy, that you see, if I ever fell in the water, see, I would bite the hook. You see, that just showed you right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, that's got to drive the left out of their minds. Yeah, yeah. That if you take that literally, the guy that they hate the most right now. They can't because I guess they're racist then. Yeah. You know what? And I got to tell you, listener, that wasn't even planned, okay? I really thought <laughs> I, I really thought he was talking about Herschel Walker, you know? I, wow. Shame on me. Well, they, they don't think about it because the left has married the, the, the label African-American with black people only. There are yeah. more than black people on the continent of Africa. You know, you've got you've got Egypt up at the up at the top. You've got yeah. you've got a, a significant black demographic, but you have white demographic there. You have a Muslim demographic there. Middle Eastern. You have 
everything. It is a giant continent, and a lot of the cities in the north and in the south are inter are international cities. So there is no more African American. These labels that the left keeps coming up with are meant to divide here in the United States. If I if a black person who was born and raised in the United States were to go back to Africa and proclaim he's an African American, the true Africans would say, "No, you're not. You're just an American." You don't live over here. You may have lineage back here. It's like me going to Italy and saying, well, my last name is Salvato, so I'm Italian. They would go, no, you're not. You're American. You know, so when you hear these hyphenated things that the left always wants to figure out a new one to bestow upon somebody, it's meant to divide the population so that they can control. That's the only thing that identifying specific demographics does. If it's not about medicine, if it's not about health and medicine, not, not the Fauci type of medicine and the CDC right. type of medicine, real, honest-to-God medicine, if it's not about that, when they throw a label on you about race, it's to divide you. It's never to elevate you. And that's what the left is doing. Look at what Stacey Abrams is doing now. She's already back at it down there. It doesn't. Her polling doesn't look good, so she's saying, "Well, I'm getting the elections getting stolen for me again," and it's all because they're suppressing the black vote. Yeah, even uh, though voter turnout is is larger than it's ever, ever, ever been. And what you're talking about, uh, because I said I bet he might bring this up here. Democratic gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams has claimed that she will only lose to incumbent Governor Brian Kemp, Republican, if Republican so-called voter suppression effects are successful that's now, right yeah because if she loses it's racism it has to post. do with bull connor and 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 fire hoses and and segregated drinking fountains and boy she she can fearmonger with the best of them yeah but the polls are saying that abrams uh to navigate this voter suppression that uh she's going to be where is that uh, demolished yes she will get demolished november 8th in her rematch. All right. And what we will do is take an award-winning break right now. We'll be right back with the one and only Frank Savato, undergroundusa.com. Like a good neighbor? More like a creepy neighbor. State Farm is asking hundreds of insurance agents to volunteer for a unique project. The goal? Get agents to purchase books about gender fluidity that are specifically written for kindergartners and then donate them to classrooms, community centers, and libraries. Big, woke corporations like State Farm recruiting agents to talk to kindergartners about gender fluidity and transgenderism? That's creepy. Visit likeacreepyneighbor.com to get the facts and take action. Paid for by Consumers Research. Everybody's talking at me. Chuck Wilder, CRN, my guest, Frank Savato, host of Underground USA podcast, undergroundusa.com. Uh, one more note here on Stacey Abrams, uh, Frank. Uh, they say that her supporters will have to navigate the voter suppression. They automatically, there's a suppression. How do, how do, you, how do you recognize it, you know, the, uh, when it's there, it doesn't float in the air. But some polls are saying that she's going to lose by at least 10 points. But is it obvious you know, voter suppression? The last time I saw obvious voter suppression, and, and there's two instances, they both came from the left. 
in in and both from Pennsylvania, sadly, uh, back in in the days of Obama, we saw new black Panther people with batons outside oh, polling yeah, places yeah. threatening white people who were trying to vote. Nothing was ever done about that. No one was held accountable. No one was arrested. No one, no one paid the price for having baton-wielding, military-dressed activists, violent activists, sitting in front of a poll place, intimidating voters going in. So that was, that was purely a racist act and an act of voter suppression. Nothing yeah. came from it because it benefited the Democrats. When you go back to 2020, you remember the videos of poll watchers being excluded from the ballot count, and I believe it was Philadelphia, where the election judges were taping up the windows of the yeah. office where they were mm-hmm. counting ballots with pizza boxes. <laughs> yes, the double standard. Isn't it amazing? Oh, it's it's stunning. But to Stacey Abrams' point, and you've got to remember, she's like, on Star Trek, she was like the president of the galaxy or something like that. So she got to play a leader at least once. Um, in the age where the first thing people do when something happens in front of them that is extraordinary, whether good or bad, is to grab your cell phone and start videotaping, where where are the examples of this voter suppression? You would think that Stacey Abrams supporters would be flooding YouTube with examples of this voter suppression, but there aren't any. <laughs> so is this are we are we to believe that this is an anomaly for the first time in in contemporary culture? People didn't reach for their cell phones to video something. We see people getting shot in the streets in Chicago and Detroit and New York and and people getting punched in the face on the streets of New York and and San Francisco and Los Angeles. And people don't pick up their phone to call 911. They pick up their phone to start videotaping, Mm meeting, just video, video, hit the video. So is this the only instance in which people don't reach for their phones to start a video? It would have to be. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. The validity of Stacey Abrams' statement is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe if you try to do it, you know, go through the proper channels of some type of government official or police force, well, then they think, "Uh uh-oh, I'm going to get sued because I I taped them. But if I put it on one of the social medias, well, then I'm a hit. Well, you 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 can monetize your things on social media, and if you're... If you're lucky enough, Fox or someone else will pick up your your tape and you might get some coin. People do it out of greed and the greed for finance and the greed for notoriety. You know, instead of calling 911. I mean, it's it, the the compassion in our society is just swirling around the toilet bowl in most cases. But back to the point on Stacey Abrams, I, you would think that there'd be just just a f- steady flow of video about how th- these people are being suppressed. Evidently, no one can find any. Take her word for it, right? Well, th- <laughs> this is her. This is her trade craft. It's been going she, on a long time, though. You know, really. Well, trade, she, you're she's right. been she's been non-governor for four years, of course. Of <laughs> um, you know, she's she trades in fear. She trades in hate. She trades in racism. She trades in divisiveness, 
And if she doesn't get her way, the spoiled child claims it's not fair. And that's what Stacey Abrams is. She's a spoiled child whose body grew into an adult, but whose intellectual capacity maintains that if she doesn't get her way, something must be wrong because she's do this. It's her right to be governor in Georgia. Well, <laughs> Stacy, no, it's not. All right. Boy, I think you summed that up with uh, 100% fact. Yes. Frank Sabato, undergroundusa.com. We're going to continue in just a moment. Did you know that Yopon is the only tea plant indigenous to the United States? Hi, I'm CJ, the owner of Emerald Coast Tea Company. We have a line of Yopon teas and Yopon tea blends that will open your eyes to tea that is literally made in the USA. Check out our entire line of teas at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. Everybody's talking at me. CRN, Chuck Wilder, with my guest Frank Savato, host of Underground USA Podcast. Uh, also, Captain, the Captain's America Third Watch. Okay, that's syndicated nationally, Salem Genesis Communication and affiliate stations. Uh, interesting, you know, the, uh, the two leaders of True the Vote organization, uh, they were locked up, thrown in prison. October 31st, because they would not uh, reveal the identities of the people who were with them uh, whenever they were uh, checking out all of these, uh, you know, crooked votes, I guess what it is. Uh, but anyway, they, they finally got out. Uh, it's uh, amazing how the Dems are successful, you know. And, I, and once again, I guess, Frank, it's mostly that double standard just always seems to work for them. Well, they, they they also have an army of lawyers that look for the loopholes and uh, who seem to have the ability to be able to use the law, not in the way the law was intended, but it ties the judge's hands. So in in this instance, and I'm paraphrasing wildly because I'm not incredibly familiar with the minutia of the subject, there are two lawsuits going on. And one of them uh, does not involve the people from True the Vote, but it involves the the vote tabulating company. Ah. And the same names are being bandied about in both. They tried to neuter the lawsuit with the True to Vote people by saying, you have to tell us the names of your sources. Right. And she said, absolutely not. It's not, not going to happen. I, I'm not going to do this. So just like Judith Miller, who was celebrated for going to jail for not giving up sources back back in the day, back in the in the in W's administration, she went to jail. But the judge was his hands were tied on that one. It was like if you're not going to tell me, I've got to hold you in contempt of court because there is an injunction there that says you will give the names. So. Where I'd rather see the spotlight this story, although Catherine is a is a is a patriot and she needs to be spotlighted and people need to know that she was she had to spend days behind bars because she's doing what our government won't do and following the breadcrumbs to to 
voter manipulation and vote manipulation. I'd love to see the spotlight shined on the lawyers who found this technicality. Yeah. And and forced the judge's hand to put a true patriot behind bars when pe- people who manipulated the vote tabulation, and this is a company that is that is born in communist China, by the way. Mm-hmm. I, I'd rather spotlight those lawyers to say, okay, you're giving them the best defense that they have, but let's look at your client. Let's look at your client, and you've got two lawsuits go- going on, and the one that I believe is in out- out of Los Angeles is not going well for for the tabulation company. It's not going well at all. So this was an attempt to throw a wrench into something that is being exposed. You know, we talk about collusion, we talk about voter suppression, we talk about the manipulation of votes and vote fraud. Not only were the Chinese knee-deep in our voting process last time, whether it was through propaganda or companies like this, you now have Putin's number one guy coming out in the, in the media today mm-hmm. saying, absolutely, we've been trying to manipulate the midterm elections. Yeah, There's no yeah. question about it. We admit it. We are, we, of course we are. What do you think, we're stupid? <laughs> you know, but we're supposed to listen to Stacey Abrams tell us that there's there's voter suppression when she has absolutely no proof when proof could be just flowing in. But we've got foreign operatives saying, you're damn right we're doing this. Of course we are. And we take no action against them. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> when I first saw that headline, I, I was saying, well, here we go again. You know, Russia, Russia, Russia. But uh, like you say. Well, when, they, when, when the manipulation benefits the Democrat Party. And I'm, and again, I want to make a differentiation between true, honest, real Democrats and the progressive fascists who have hijacked their party from the far left. They are two different animals. They're just forced to be under the same tent. If Democrats would come out and marginalize the radical extremists on their far left, these are fascists who want to hand our country over to the globalism of the World Economic Forum and diminish our sovereignty. If you if Democrats, you true, honest Democrats, would do what Tulsi Gabbard did, do what Joe Manchin does, do what Kirsten Sinema does, say this, no, this doesn't serve my constituents. Yes, I may be on the other side of this issue with my friends on, on, the, on the right side of the aisle, but I'm not willing to go off the edge of the cliff just because that small faction of my party wants to scream the loudest. You know, they've been suffering, Manchin and Cinema. they've been suffering slings and arrow ever since, ever since Trump lost, because they've stood up and said, we can't do this. This isn't right. This isn't right. It's, one, it's not constitutional, but two, it's hurting the country. We're not going to vote for this. Mm-hmm. And Schumer and Pelosi are apoplectic. Well, you know, you know I, I read where uh, the Democrats were thinking that uh, the abortion issue was going to be one of their saviors. And I wanted to get your opinion. I actually have like four here of, of, of the four. Which do you think? I think it's four, maybe three. No, it's four, yeah. Which do you think the Democrats are worried the most about in this election? <laughs> Is it the abortion, <laughs> COVID, Trump, or voting fraud? 
No, are we talking? Are we talking the voters or the apparatus? Uh, the apparatus. Trump. Okay, yeah, because that's that's been about ninety percent of their whole concentration for the last three or four years, right? <laughs> well, let's go back to four years that he was in. Yeah. You know, and it's not like they haven't been aided by some people within the Republican Party who, quite frankly, if we had a strong leader in the GOP nationally, she would have excommunicated them. You know, you you do not take your standard bearer, the person picked by the people as your nominee, and demonize him for personal gain, putting your thought process and your ideology and your political your political priorities ahead of the entire freaking party. The never Trumpers who who were inside the halls of of power in Washington, and and have like pass keys on K Street, they were just as bad as any Obamaite. They betrayed the party. They betrayed the nominee. They betrayed the voters especially. The voters chose Donald Trump last time around to be the nominee after an exhaustive process. Right. And by the never Trumpers saying, we can't get behind him, therefore we're going to try to destroy him, they're no better than Stacey Abrams claiming vote fraud. I always think about one of the most ridiculous and unpatriotic things I ever saw was when uh, Nancy Pelosi tore up that State of the Union address. Mm-hmm. Do you realize that she would have been in an apartment when that uh, illegal alien broke in? She would have tore him to pieces. Well, no, <laughs> she wouldn't. She wouldn't have been. She wouldn't have been committing a federal crime then. Uh, you know, this is this is another another point about that ripping illustration. Not only was it an egregious and a slap slap in the face to mm-hmm. over half the nation, you can't just unilaterally destroy yeah. federal government documents. It, it's against the law, but her unless demonstration, you live under the double standard, right? Unless you live under the double standard. If yeah. Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer does it, or if AAC does it, or or anyone in the squad, if Joaquin Jeffries does it, uh, then it's quite all right because it's a exercise of defiant free speech and and nonviolent protest. Well, it was violent for the paper, but it was also violent for the National Archives. She can make the argument there were copies of it, and, and there's an official copy filed, mm-hmm. but you just don't do that. You know, the, yeah. to, they they told us that the one thing that we couldn't do is disrespect Barack Obama. We could disagree with him, but we could not disrespect him. If anything, you must have respect for the office. How many times did yeah. you hear that? Right. And you brought that up. <laughs> the, the second Trump came into office, was there any respect for the office? No, orange man bad. Orange man bad. Yeah. He's not doing what we want him to do, so he must be destroyed. And you had your never-Trumpers jump on, jump on that bandwagon. And that's why, of all the people that, that should be castigated for how Trump was treated, the left, at least they were brave enough to stand up and say, I oppose him, I belong to this faction of the, of the Democrat Party. The never-Trumpers, they were fifth columnists killed, trying to ruin him from the inside. They're the worst of the worst. And the, fact that Kellyanne, yeah. the fact that Kellyanne Conway can still be married to her husband after this? Wow. You know, there was a, a report here from uh, Representative, uh, Republican Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, mm-hmm. Republican Georgia, right? Uh, and she t- chimed in a little bit about this uh, Pelosi 
Paul's husband, Paul, and the attacker, right? And she argued that uh, your husband, Paul, could have defended himself from the alleged attacker if he had been a gun owner. <laughs> I like it well, when they sneak things like that in, you know? No, it's it, it's, it's true. true. Yeah. It's true. You know, they always want to point to the person who has got severe mental illness who goes on a rampage and say we need gun control. But the fact is, when you have someone who is a responsible gun owner, who understands yeah. gun safety, and who uses it for personal protection in the areas where that is legal to do, which really should be the entire United States because of the Second Amendment, crime, violent acts of violent crime, when the when the people don't know each other, just evaporate. Yeah. When you don't know, when you're a bad guy, and you're going to go rob a gas station, and you don't know if some of the patrons in there are actually carrying or not, you think twice. You think twice. Is someone going to draw back on me? You know, and if you don't, then you're really stupid. You're a special kind of stupid. <laughs> you know, but then again, it all goes back to, to mental health. When you see most of the, most of the, the violent crime that is, that is sensational, it's because we don't address mental health in this country with a with a genuine genuine desire to do so. Mm -hmm. We deinstitutionalized, and now it's well, everybody's a victim. He must be doing that because of something that happened in his past. But that that's always in retrospect. It's never in a way that can help someone before they act. We stopped doing that. And we have to do a better job of that as a society. And one way to do that is to unchain the religious institutions and the community institutions that minister to the public. It's not the government's job to do that. Benevolence comes from benevolent organizations. Government's not supposed to be neither benevolent or not benevolent. It's just supposed to execute government. Unless, so, un Frank, unless... We're under the umbrella of COVID. No, if, if COVID's here, <laughs> all bets are off. Oh, yeah. COVID, we can have, yeah. have stormtroopers marching in the streets, welding you into your houses just like they did in China. You know, and, and that's okay because it's an emergency, and the administration decided to declare that unilaterally without the, without the assent of Congress. That's okay then. It's okay for a for a non-authorized centralized government to mandate a lockdown. You know, I'm being facetious, of course. No, it's not okay on any level. And we shouldn't have given the CDC the authority to actually mandate anything. They're an advisory group. They're not, yeah. a, they're not a legislative group. You know, I group. actually, uh, I've got a guest coming on tomorrow that's using those exact words. And she has a whole bunch of lists of people who were not qualified to give you the shot, you know, they, you'd like yeah. to say, you know, uh, anyway, uh, Kelly Nelson, one of my guests has, uh, Anthony Fossey's psychopathic murder of the masses. Boy, now those are some disturbing headlines that I'm sure but Google it, and everybody it, else is not going to like if they don't like no. the word Savato, you know? Yes, there they're, you go. They're, they're not, <laughs> but that, but that title is accurate. Yeah. You know, when you think about the loss of freedom that we actually experienced under COVID 
and quite honestly are experiencing under the vast majority of the policies being administered by the Biden administration. Every time the central government expands its power, we lose a little bit more freedom. When we, when we look at what happened with COVID, people were forced to lose their jobs, were forced to deplete their savings. And, and a, a lot of elderly people died without the touch of their loved ones because their loved ones were forbidden to be with them. Yeah, I don't. I don't know of a of a, of a greater crime than that in the, in the modern day is is denying and someone who is dying the comfort of their family. That's reprehensible. But yet it happened, and all for the good of it. And now we're finding out that the vaccine does nothing. It, it can't prevent COVID, it doesn't prevent the spread from COVID, and it doesn't cure COVID. And that's coming yeah. from the head of Pfizer. Yeah, they you had know, three so, different uh, three three different ones that weren't qualified to treat patients. The FDA, the HIH, National Institute of Health, and the Center for Disease Control. It, yeah. You don't tell the, those people don't tell the doctor how to treat a patient. But boy, no, it sure you changes, should, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and you shouldn't. And the AMA should be, if they're going to keep going down the woke, they're saying now that that systemic racism is a problem and that race has to be considered in the treatment of every patient. And if you have to prioritize, that's what you do. Absolutely not. All right. We're going to be back with the one and only Frank Savato, S-A-L-V-A-T-O, and it's undergroundusa.com. Be right back. He calls democracy messy, props up the Chinese Communist Party, praises Xi and his regime, known for violent oppression, invests in Chinese military companies. A defector? No. It's BlackRock CEO Larry Fink, the CEO of a major American company who's gone all in on China. Can he be more anti-American? Larry Fink, BlackRock. Taking your money, betting on China. Message paid for by Consumers Research, an independent educational 501c3 nonprofit organization. Log on to www.consumerresearch.org to learn more. Everybody's talking at me. CRN, Chuck Wilder, with uh, Frank Savato, host of Underground USA podcast. Um, I'll tell you, did you happen to hear, I was going to ask you about this uh, Arizona Republican gubernatorial candidate, uh, Carrie Lake, how they... Uh, <clears throat> received a white powder inside an envelope mailed to her uh, office there in Phoenix. Uh, that hadn't happened in quite a while, has it? In that campaign of how the left believes uh, free and fair elections include terrorizing a candidate and staff, um, it, at rallies she's had uh, campaign vehicles, tires slashed, Wow. Um, they've had people put screws into the tires so that it causes blowouts while they're driving, thus just endangering lives of the people inside the vehicle. This is what radical Democrats believe are free and fair elections. It's okay to scare an entire office with a fake anthrax threat yeah. in the run-up to an to election day. It's okay to slash tires. It It's okay to attack people like that, to terrorize them. They say that Parents that go to school board meetings concerned about the curriculum are are domestic terrorists. What are these people? 
when you're when you're when you're trying to create fear through through sending fake anthrax or or slashing tires or setting it up so that there's blowouts to endanger people's lives is that not terrorizing of course it is yeah. But they'll call a parent a domestic terrorist because they don't believe in a in a theory well, based on <laughs> fake racism. But but they will they won't call these people domestic terrorists. Our priorities are backwards. Yeah, and you know, <clears throat> Frank, I have faith that most Americans are seeing the difference. You know, and it can even happen. You know, when they steal the signs. You know, when people mm-hmm. stick them up there voting. You know. Uh, it's, it's like they, they just have no fairness in them at all, I guess, you know, and that's why they get that double standard always. This is, this is why the Alinskyism of winning at any cost, we can't embrace that. You either bring your merits to the table and win on the merits or lose and lose gracefully so that people who are coming up, our children can see that you don't just lay down and start kicking your feet and having a tantrum like a two-year-old when you don't get your way, Stacey. Yeah. You know, we, we've got to grow up. This, this idea that we can never be offended, that everyone has to cater to your emotional frailties, that's not what this country is. It's not what the world is in reality. It's a fake utopia that the left has been trying to get us to buy into. It doesn't exist. You know, be kind, but don't expect never to be offended. That's that's ridiculous. And I think they have accomplished more woke under the Biden administration and in the history of the world. Man, it's unbelievable. The the good thing is I'm starting to see ripples where people are saying the wokeness is a debility. It's a disability for our society, and we have to get rid of it. And let's pray that that's the case. All right. Another excellent report from the one and only Frank Sabato, S-A-L-V-A-T-O, and the website is undergroundusa.com. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate your input, as usual. Talk to you soon, Chuck. All right. Hey, uh, thank you very much, Swade. Thank you for listening, and God bless the United States of America. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and go over to undergroundusa.com and subscribe to the Substack. We grow when you share what we do. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. We'll be back in a minute. This podcast is a production of the Compass Point Group. Hey, this is Judson Carroll with the Southern Appalachian Herbs Podcast. One thing Frank always reminds me to mention is that my books and my podcasts are not limited to my region of the Southern Appalachian Mountains. I'm a master herbalist with a working knowledge of hundreds of herbs that are available all around you no matter where you live and keep your family in optimal health. I'm now offering a free newsletter through Substack. Please find me on Substack at Judson Carroll Master Herbalist or JudsonCarroll.com. And I look forward to communicating with you in the future. Thanks.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 